Hello and welcome to Follow Your Bliss, a podcast for big-hearted, deep feelers who want to make a difference in the world. This is your time to get motivation and momentum to do what makes your soul shine. My name is Jessica Flint. I'm a soul strengths business coach and social impact entrepreneur that has helped millions of people improve their life. And I'm here to empower you to become a badass success story because I know it's within you when you stop selling yourself short, stop waiting for the perfect moment, and stop letting the opinions of others drown out your inner voice. It's never too late to create a life you're excited about and love waking up to. I believe we all have unique soul strings that hold the key to unlocking our greatest success and are just begging to be expressed right now in this very moment. Now, this podcast features heart-to-heart conversations with successful authors, entrepreneurs, spiritual leaders, experts, and everyday all-stars just like you about their path to greater purpose and soul alignment. It's time to claim your joy, your worth, your highest soul expression, and your feeling of enoughness. Now, let's get started. Welcome back, my lovely listeners. We are here with our third installment of In the Making, a reality podcast series where we go behind the scenes to look at what goes into starting a mission-driven business and podcast. And our star of the show is Colette Dingens, and the podcast she's creating is called Compassion Confetti. Now, she's also building a community around this to help autism moms. Her mission is inspired by her own unique journey of being a special needs mom to a son with autism. Now, if you're just hopping into the series, we have two other shows that are definitely worth checking out to get caught up on and to have some laughs. We've heard some great feedback from all of you listeners, how you've been loving the show, loving Colette, and thank you for sharing your appreciation with us because that really ties in with the theme that we're talking about today, which is owning your unique value and allowing yourself to be appreciated for it. If you have ever found yourself thinking, what's the point of trying to do anything, Others are already doing everything I want to do. And this show is here for you to give you a pep talk on what it means to really own your uniqueness and allow yourself to be appreciated for it. So with all of that said, welcome to the show, Compassion Confetti, Colette. Hello, my lovely Blessica. I'm so happy to be here with you again. Thanks so much. And our beloved listeners as well. Hello, BBs. Oh, I love that. I like to call them bunnies. Hello, bunnies. Hello, bunny BBs. Uh, welcome back to from the Netherlands. You just got back from Europe. You got a, caught a little COVID in the process. I did. <laughs> Nothing makes you feel like more of an asshole than giving everyone you love COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says I love you more than the COVID kiss. The good news is, is it was very manageable and very quick and very mild. So, Yeah. Well, aside from COVID, how was the trip? How was it to go and work towards your compassion training, getting a certificate and being a mindful-based self-compassion trainer or instructor. How was that experience for you? Well, um, as you well know, we had our passport drama. I got my passport two days before I was supposed to leave. Um, I was so excited to go. I could not wait because when I started really figuring out what I wanted to do, which was to teach self-compassion, or when I started asking myself the questions, like, what do I want to do? What do I want my life to look like? I kept saying I wanted to travel, right? I wanted to travel. I wanted to travel. I enjoy learning. So this was just, I mean, a dream. Suddenly, because my life coach pushed me to become an expert, I signed up for this course in the Netherlands. So suddenly I went from being this like, ho-hum, where is my life going? I want to create the life I want. And within like a couple weeks, I'm traveling to Europe to become an expert in self-compassion, thanks to my life coach. And I remember I 
I called you for, or texted you from the airport on the way there and was just so grateful that these wheels had been put into action. So I fly to the Netherlands. I stayed in a beautiful um, retreat place about two hours east of Amsterdam in Holland. And it was just absolutely gorgeous. It was so scenic. We were in the woods. like We were in a meditation um, building that had stained glass and floor ceiling windows. It was just gorgeous. But the most amazing part of it, it was a magical, transformative, life-changing experience. When you go across the world and meet 29 people who are from all over the world, who are united in this deep belief that self-compassion can bring so much to somebody's life. And all of these people had such special hearts and such special souls and were there to learn about self-compassion, to open themselves up more to self-compassion so they could bring it to other people and help other people see how being messy is okay and offering themselves more love and tenderness and warmth and support, how incredibly meaningful that can be and just transformative changing that inner dialogue from one that is critical to one that is compassionate and loving and tender was just absolutely life-changing. And the friendships that I made and the love that was offered and the safety was just, I've never experienced anything like it in my entire life. And I'm truly changed for it. And so grateful. Humble. Humbled. I love the word humble. Yeah. It's something so grounding about it Mm -hmm. in, in like, there's power in, in, in being humbled by an experience. Now, first, I want to say, for some reason, I think I'm like allergic to the word life coach personally, you know, like we all have our different allergies in life, you know, like someone can you know, be around a cat and be fine and then other people and there's nothing wrong with cats, but there's just an allergy. So maybe it's like a courage coach or like a bliss coach. I don't know. I'm just trying to think like, am I a life coach? Maybe I am a I'm- life coach. I'm visualizing you as my cheerleading coach. Can I be your where, cheerleading coach? Yes, you're just like tossing me up in the air and we're doing those twirls. Like you're like, okay, I'm going to be your foundation. Put your leg right here and I'm going to toss you up into the world. And I'm going to spin and just, you know, do all the wonderful things. How's that? Okay, yes. <laughs> then people who listen to this are going to be like, and my cheerleading coach. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll just have to accept life coach. My confidence coach? Well, I always say that you're pushing me out of the nest. So my bird coach? I don't know. You know, I always I told you that I always picture you with your back against my back and your legs braced against the side of the nest trying to shove me out of it so that my wings open up and fly. And you're doing it and you flew all the way across the world to meet these people who are like greeting you now with so much openness and during this time, like before we went into this, you were saying, and we're going to talk about this today because there's part of owning your value and your uniqueness and like what the gifts you bring and how sometimes we can feel like it's ego, right? That there's wrapped around like when we say something like, yeah, I I really have this ability or I have this strength or whenever I'm around people, they say this to me. And this is what we really want to mine is like our inner gold. Like these, this is important pieces of who we are. And so you were sharing with me before you left that you have this ability to connect people, like go into rooms and just create an experience. Now, I kind of want to know a little bit more of how when you went in there with this you know, notion before, prior that this is something that you have a gift for and knack for, and then what happened when you were there and what type of feedback that you got? Well, and you know, the whole topic of today is taking ownership and really internalizing what your gifts are. And it can be hard for us. 
my whole life, I've been very lucky that I've been a part of sports teams and different programs. College volleyball. College I know, volleyball. I'm such D- a stud. Try not to be so impressed with me. Division what? <laughs> Division what? Division one. Division one? I went to UNC Chapel Hill. I'm a badass. I was an MVP at, at Chapel Hill. Damn, girl. I know. I had a 36-inch vertical. What? Wait, no, not 36, 34. Yeah. Well, now you can slip a credit card underneath my vertical. It's ridiculous. I used to have a big booty and a flat tummy, and now I've got a big tummy and a flat booty. (laughs) I flipped it. I flipped it. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt on that, but I just wanted to appreciate you for being a D1 volleyball player. (laughs) That's so cool. I was very fortunate. It was very, again, you know, something that really created who I was as a person to have that opportunity. It was really neat. But because I was able to play on so many teams and be involved in so many different programs, I have found that some of the feedback that I have gotten is that I am able to create a sense of harmony within a team or community within a group. And as I got older, and you know me, I love to join different things, I started to see that like in my eating disorder program, they're like, we've never had a group this connected. And then I went to a sweat lodge <laughs> and the leader was like, I've never seen a group this connected. And it's something that I hear over and over again. And I've actually had friends that were like, you, what job can we figure out for you where you, we take this gift that you have of just making people feel very comfortable automatically? Like, like I, I don't know if it's because I don't have good boundaries. So I just... I just, I don't know. I just, people breathe at me and I accept them. I know what it is. I'm a dog. I'm like a dog. You walk into the room and I'm so happy to see you. I'm shaking my tail. Like, I just want to lick you. Like, I just react to people like a dog. And I think that that is a part of it. And I, and I told you that, that this was something that I've received feedback on, that when I'm in groups that I have a tendency to help create a community and unite them. And in our group, again, in the Netherlands, Chris Germer, which we keep joking about Chris Germer and Chris Neff being like, you know, my rock stars because they're such leaders in self-compassion. He sat in on one of our sessions and he turned and looked at our, at our trainers and he said, you're right. This group, I've never seen a group like this. Like, I don't want to leave. And he's done tons of groups. Yes. He's like, I don't want to leave this group. I want to hang out with them all day. There is something really special about this group. And I was like, well, there are 29 amazing hearts and souls in here. And that is such a beautiful thing all connected and I was you know lucky enough to be hopefully a partial catalyst to helping create that community it was pretty neat and I've never experienced anything like that like the those 29 souls in that room we were like a chain of love we were one pulsing vibrating community that is for sure and you called it before you're like this is going to be an awesome experience like they're going to say this is like this is an awesome group You really knew that coming in. Well, and it's hard for me to say that because like we're saying, like a big part of what we're talking about today is taking ownership of that. And I'm like, well, that makes me feel like I'm kind of being like arrogant. But at the same time, I can't deny the fact that I've heard it so many times in my life. And do I say that makes me kind of a jerk? Or do I say that is a gift that God gave me and I really need to embrace that because that is my strength. And One of the things moving forward is I want to create a community with autism moms, and I want them to feel connected, and I want them to know how loved we are, and I want my heart and my soul to connect with their heart and their soul because that is where the magic lay. And I had, you know, pure magic in the Netherlands. 
So Yeah. I asked you as your confidence coach. I'll just have a bunch of <laughs> That is I'll so have- good. CC. It's CC confidence coach. Oh my gosh. We'll share more about CC. Everything. Yeah. Okay, more to sorry. come. More to come on all the CC-ness. Um, <laughs> I, okay. Confidence coach is official. Ready? Claim yeah. it. High five on it. I'm a Gemini. There can be more than one. You know, we could. Oh, that's we can, right. I forget that. We can and change. Then, what is it? Yes and? Yes and. Yes and. Yes. Confidence coach and. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, life coach. I'm not knocking any life coaches, aspiring Girl, life coaches. I'm a certified life it. coach. Yeah. Be it. Do it. I mean, own it. But for some reason, it's like, I just don't feel like that's me. Uh, anyways. You're so- too wise. You're like a soul coach. Life coaches are like actions. Soul coaches are souls and hearts and wisdom and stuff like that. So I, I get that. Yeah. I mean. I like confidence coach because Lord knows almighty, you know, anyone that can bolster that is a very positive thing. I feel like life is too big, you know, like, <laughs> damn, what a responsibility. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be your life coach. That's like, fuck. That's a lot to handle life. <laughs> I'll, I'll just be one facet of it. Confidence. So back to confidence. I asked you to share with me and to compile a list of like any time you heard a compliment, like any time someone appreciated you. Oh my gosh, I think that this was is hard. so valuable. My eyeballs just popped out of my head. Did you see that? Because I did write them down. I haven't looked at them since. I had you sharing with me and I like you sharing with me and also having your own like folder of this and an area where you can look back on this. Because sometimes, you know, we'll lose confidence at points. We'll doubt ourselves. We'll be like, why am I doing this? And it's always helpful to be able to go back and have that as a, a well to to drink from, to kind of see like, you know, people do appreciate what I'm what I'm working on, what I've, how I've helped them. And yeah, so with that said, it was really cool to see how much you going in there with an open heart because you were like talking about like, you know, vibrating that doll, just like all the energy like coming out, you know, and you went in there with that open heart, with that excitement. How did your energy, your willingness, your excitement, you're like, this is what I'm doing. This is my new mission. Like this is my path. I'm on it. I'm here to become a trainer because I'm doing this podcast. Do you feel like that had an influence? Absolutely. Here is what happened. I keep talking about expansion and contraction. You're going to hear me repeat things a lot. This is one of the things I believe in. I went into the situation so open and so ready to a point that I probably have never really been that way before, but I was so excited. And, you know, when you're aligned with what you want, it really can be amazing. And this was so aligned with where I was going. So I just wanted to absorb every second of it. So I went in with an open heart. But what I found so fascinating was the more that I opened up my heart and opened up my space and opened up my energy, the more I received it from people. And it just became this incredible, like, swirling miracle of positive energy that just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger that the momentum in that positive direction and just things getting bigger and bigger. And I just felt like the more I opened up, the more everyone opened up around me and the more everything opened up. It was, I've never really felt that so distinctly as I did in that time. And I feel like I got broken open, honestly. Like I feel like there was some type of protection some type of barrier, some type of boundary that because I was with these incredible human beings that were offering me the same thing and I was so safe and so met with such compassion that it just broke me open and it just became this powerful symbiotic thing that was alive, alive with beauty and light. 
and color. I mean, I, I will say till the end of time, it was transformative. It was life-changing and it was such a gift. And I cried so many times because I was so humbled by it. I, re- I know I said that already, but like, it was just amazing. And how did it feel in your body to receive appreciation or how, like, how did you handle that? Was it any type of tension or like, you know, a deflection around it? Like, were you able to receive it? Well, in the past, it was definitely a deflection and embarrassment. When someone says something positive to you and you don't believe it, you're going to reject it. You're not going to take it at face value because it's so clouded by your belief system and by your feelings of worth and where you're at. And in this circumstance, when people were giving me positive, you know, all of that love, I mean, I just was receiving so much love. I just said, thank you. And that's all I had to say. And I accepted what they said to me with gratitude because I knew they were being so authentic. They didn't have to blow smoke up my ass, you know, and it was the best part. It was, it was mutual, right? Mm -hmm. Like they were giving me love and it was easy for me to say thank you because I loved them right back. So it's like the amount of love that you have for yourself Mm -hmm. allows you to receive the love from others, which you often hear, like you can't really love someone until you love yourself. And some people are like, that's bullshit. Like my family loves me and I still struggle to love myself. But there's this, there is this ability though. Like the more you can truly love yourself, the more you appreciate yourself. Therefore, the more the appreciation actually can be fully received, right? Because you were saying if you don't fully believe in yourself, well, then you you don't even appreciate your gifts, your unique talents, your right. your value that you're bringing to the Right. Again, because you're resisting it because you don't believe it. And in those circumstances, everything fell so softly. We are all so open. But I have to say that my path coming up to the Netherlands and my experience with the mindful self-compassion training, I, because of my practice, I was starting to open up to the fact that I have gifts. When I started really asking myself, okay, what do I want my life to look like? How am I going to create the life I want? What strengths do I have? And one of the strengths was my ability to connect with people. And so when I was getting reinforced with that, I was more willing to say, okay, yes, because I did all that. I'm, I'm looking to figure out my place in the world and how I add value. And I was, had written down that I wanted to travel and I wanted to connect with people and connecting is one of my, my gifts and one of my strengths. So I, through this discovery that we have gone through, of aligning my, you know, my mission-based business, I was able to identify these strengths. And then to have it reinforced, remember, Jessica, I said to you, God is bonking me over the head with all of these lovely people because he wants me to really come out of this understanding that this is my strength. Like, this is the gift that he gave me. This is the gift that he gave me is to connect people and to create communities and to let people open, like, because I'm so open and I'm so willing to shake my tail at you and lick you that you are totally safe with me, right? Like you're allowed to dissolve into me and I will accept you, right? This is a gift from God. And I, and I totally recognize that. And that's part of being in alignment and part of where all the beauty and success comes from what we're trying to achieve. Hmm. I'm so grateful for that, for you, for having that experience. And gift from God is such a good, good way of looking at it. You know, whether wherever you fall on on 
the divinity spectrum or whatever you believe, there is this divine aspect to ourselves of like our creation and who we are. Like there has never been and, and there never will be somebody who has your ideas, your skills, your perspective, your story, your gifts, your inner wisdom. Like there will never be somebody. If you if you literally look at perspective, like where were you born? What were the places that you've lived? Who's your family? Can, nobody can have the same family as somebody else, right? Like no one has the same brother, sister, cousins, dad, mom, education. That I mean, we can have the same education class with a classmate, but your classmate has a different family. They have a different places that they've been and lived, different experiences that they've had. And from an astrological perspective, we all have a different chart. We all have a very unique soul map, cosmic blueprint. And you really wouldn't get that. You will not get the same configuration. It takes 25,000 years for the same configuration of when you were born to happen. So if you're telling me that you're not unique, then like, <laughs> come on, listen to rewind one minute and listen to that one, <laughs> one more time <laughs> because you are unique. You know, like we're everybody's unique. We all have a different perspective. That is so miraculous. Like that right there is so miraculous. It's almost like staring up into the sky and looking at the stars and thinking how incredibly complex and huge it is. And that's who we are, right? Even just our our physical bodies, if you break it down to like our cells and our breathing and our, you know, automatic things that happen, our heart's beating and that, and then our thought, I mean, it's all just, I need to almost go smoke pot because that was so <laughs> profound. I know. We just need to sit on that for a while. I need to go do some ayahuasca in a in a sweat camp in a sweat tent somewhere, sweat lodge, and have everybody tell you how amazing this group is. <laughs> this right, is exactly. the best connected group they've ever well, been in. Sidebar: You know, the big joke about that sweat lodge was everyone that was there, their husbands had been cheating, and they're like, "These men, they're having their midlife crisis. What do women do when they have their midlife crisis?" I go, "Uh, go to an Indian sweat lodge." <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, seriously, like they're all complaining about their husbands and, you know, they're in these mid, you know, you know, they're having their midlife crisis. And I was like, girl, you sit in a sweat lodge. What you talking about? You're having your midlife crisis, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Patterns. Are you a pattern finder, too? You do have that ability. Uh, <laughs> that's so, funny. so, yeah, like going back to allowing yourself to be appreciated thank you. You know, what's that's one level we can say it intellectually. Oh, thank you. But I really think there's a difference when you can really like allow that to soak in, you know, is this like a quick condition or is this like a leave-in treatment where you're like really going to get the results? Well, for me in the Netherlands, because I was in such a different place than I had been years before, it landed and it landed softly and it landed gently in a way that I was able to just breathe out. Thank you. And truly mean it. That's amazing. So you're able to breathe it in. Mm -hmm. <gasps> and I love the concept of integrating that into your belief system because it wasn't a part of my belief system for a long time, right? So when you reject that, when you when you see your strengths and skills and you feel like you need to not shine and you don't give yourself permission to shine, you don't give, your, give yourself space to shine. And now, because of a lot of the different work that I've done, our work clarifying what my mission is, my self-compassion work, you know, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of meditation, where I would normally put a, a wall up saying, I'm not going to accept that I'm, it's not okay, you know, and, I, and it bounces off, right? It comes at me and it bounces off and hits the floor, right? That compliment, that observation, whatever, which just hit, hit my 
my protective measure and hit the floor. Now that boundary and that protective measure is gone. Somebody offers me that beautiful, kind observation of what they appreciate about me or a strength. And it now moves into osmosis into who I am and bolsters my soul and my heart because I'm able to let it land and it hopefully it will weave its way into my belief system and into my heart and into all of my little nerve endings and organs and cells and resonate out and help me be even better and even stronger because I now can take ownership and love myself for that and give myself a pat on the back and be like, yeah, I'm going to own the fact that, that this is one of my strengths and this is one of my skills and this is part of what makes me unique. And I'm really lucky for it. I, how lucky am I that I get to connect with people? That's all I want. And also the, like to have compassion for the former versions of you who were unable to really access that. I really love to watch flowers in their like maturation process of blooming. Like there's something about when the flowers like in the bud where it just it can't like you could try to rip it open to get it to to receive and and, and bloom and be seen and, and all of its essence, but like it's not going to work. It's not ready. So it's it's really like sometimes in our life where we just need to unfold into that process and bloom and allow ourselves to be fully seen. And that can take for some people in their twenties, some people in their thirties, in the forties, fifties, sixties. We could, it's a continual process probably for for many of us as we bloom into new aspects of self. That's beautiful. I love that thought. And, you know, you said compassion. A lot of people, and I'm going to say women especially because I think a, a majority of people that listen are women, we are so deserving of taking ownership of what is special and unique and beautiful about ourselves. And a lot of us are, it's hard to receive it. And a lot of us can't even slow down enough to even examine it or sit with it. And revel in it because really that's a that's a privilege that's a gift that God gives us right are these beautiful gifts that we have to share, and we can soften into that because again that's what I that's all I keep saying is that I softened and instead of having that stiff oh no no, I was a soft yes yes thank you. Hmm. So. I've always loved when I heard people say well I didn't love at first when I. Uh, yeah, to be frank, I didn't really like it at first when I heard this advice, but over the years, it's really started to sink in is that you are selfish when you're not sharing your gifts. Yes, I love that. I don't know yeah. who said that. So true. Like if you are keeping your gifts from the world, like that's not okay. We need those gifts. Like share, 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 share the beauty. Yes, because if you're sitting there like, oh, who am I to to just do this? Or who am I to, you know, stand up strong and in, in who I am? Like, well, who are you not to? Oh, actually, let's read. Can we read? Do you have it open? This brings me to a, a quote. I've shared this on on previous podcasts when I was doing the Recovery Warrior show, which, by the way, is coming back. Anybody just heard that? Okay. Um, okay. So I sent this to Jessica today, and she said, oh, my gosh, this is one of my favorite quotes. But this resonated with both of us. And we're sharing it with our beloved listeners. But this is babies. what we want. A babies. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Marianne Williamson. 
Oh my God. I love that. Cause it really goes down to, yeah, it's, it's about being afraid of how much light we have. Not afraid of like how little we are. It's afraid of how big we are. I've had individual people who've listened to the podcast or who just kind of know my journey who are literally coming to me and being like, well, wait a second. Like, I want to do this too. Like, how did you figure this out? Like my, you and I's discussions and the podcast and all these things are like opening up other people and allowing them, I'm giving myself permission to grow. I'm giving myself permission to stretch. And so people around me are like, well, I want to do this too. And it's fabulous. It's fabulous. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful when we can inspire people with our gifts. And then I, this, I don't think this conversation would be complete without talking about the concept of uh, projection because what I, you know, I've really dug deep into psychological projections and how they are things that we naturally do. They're unconscious. We don't even know. We, you never are actually willing your projection. It's just something that comes up from your unconscious. And often we'll look at projections from a, like the shadow sense where it's like, oh, they're just projecting their mommy issues on me or something like that, which happens, right? But the other is projecting onto somebody your own inner gold, your own gifts. Like what I see in you, you see in me. Like I am you, you are me. And and that's another way to, um, I think if you're struggling with appreciation, like maybe you're saying like no one's appreciating me or if you're like talking about what Colette was talking about when she appreciated, she just like, you know, had that that boundary, that barrier for it to really come in at first is to notice what you appreciate in other people because that's also within you. Would you would you agree with that, Colette? Like, do you find that the things that you notice in other people in the in the positive sense appreciate are also things that are within you that are wanting to form or absolutely already formed? Absolutely. And I think that one of the coolest things I took away from my experience with the mindful self-compassion training in the Netherlands was, and I actually want to get a tattoo of it on my arm and I don't even believe in tattoos. And it is, my deepest wish is to be loved. And I love the concept of when I approach anyone knowing that their deepest wish is to be loved because that is human nature. I love the idea of, of projection because that must mean that I do have a lot of light and fun because I get so much light and fun back. <laughs> And that's lovely. Yeah. And it's 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 helpful to see like whenever you look at yourself admiring another person, you know, saying about how amazing they are in this or or something, it's it's within you. It's it it, it either is already being expressed out in the world or is repressed and is like wanting to come out and you're just seeing it in them. Uh so and that's not to take away like the genuine appreciation, but I really think it's kind of like magnets in a way, like you're 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 connected to this person in, in that sense, it doesn't take away the fact that you don't like that you really do shine, right? But if someone's saying how much they love being around your energy and how big and open your heart is, that's also that they want to open their heart. They want to, to have this infectious energy, whether they're allowing themselves it yet or they are. You know, I, I just for so long just hated myself. I mean, hated myself, but I loved everybody. I loved everybody else. I loved everybody else. Maybe maybe it's just easier to love other people. So I put all my love out there. This is the idea of projection. It's and They're your coat hangers. We hang on things that we don't necessarily see in ourselves yet. So the idea is that if you, yeah, you can still be in a place of deep shame, right? And shame, let's just call it like a swamp. It's stinky, like that mud that's all mucky and stinky. Ugh. I'm sure mm -hmm. you, yeah, swamp material probably has so much nutrients in it though, yeah? 
Lotus? Oh, God, yes, I'm sure. No mud, no lotus? So, oh, wise one. <laughs> so you can have all of that like gunk clouding all of your unique gifts that you can give. Mm-hmm. So once you clear away that gunk, could be you still, I just to go back with this projection, because I think this is really important for people to understand, like when start noticing what you appreciate in others, because it really is a reflection of what's within you. But you may have this big ass swamp that's covering it that you're like, no, I don't see it. But if you start to clear away the swamp, it's there. Jessica, that is so good. Look at what you appreciate in other people and then find it within yourself. And those are some of your gifts. That's it. If you are struggling with really being like, I am a badass at this. Like if you don't know how to look at your astrology chart, which can show you where you're badass. Girl, there's like <laughs> moons going to the left and then Jupiter <laughs> fell over backwards over a fence and then the sun came in and lit his toes. I, you know, I'm always like, whatever, Jessica, just tell me what I need to know. <laughs> it's so complex. Uh, yeah. So you just are able to, one, yeah, if you can access it in yourself and you can say, I'm damn good at this. I believe in myself around this. This is where I'm good. That is coming from one place of really owning your gifts and saying, I'm going to put them out into the world. I'm going to share them because I don't want to be selfish. I want to share them. I only got this one life, 25,000 years before I have to do this again. By the way, in 25,000 years, you'll have a completely different family, education, experience, places that you're living. (laughs) Not if if you're a vampire. (laughs) I was like, "Mm, I think you're dead. I mean, seven years, you rebuild all your cells in your body and like are redone. But I think in 25,000 years, it's safe to say you're dead. Do you think vampires live 25,000 years? No, vampires live like forever. Charlie is, you know, he's he's got a long time left. He's got a lot of wisdom behind him, a lot of wisdom ahead of him. But you, I don't know if I've really seen any vampire stories where they're like, he's 25,000 years old. Well, how long have like human, I mean, are there like Cro-Magnum vampires? <laughs> they eat the Cro-Magnums? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that <laughs> if a crow magnum was a vampire and it's like totally out of place right now. <laughs> it's like, don't mind me. I just can't never die. <laughs> Jessica, I seriously love you so much. It's ridiculous. Okay. That's my gift. Um, love. See, that's all. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our gift. I think that's really at the end of the day, the biggest gift we have is love. Mm-hmm. Our our deepest wish is to be loved. Yeah, you take away all the other societal, like what you're good at, what you know you can get paid for. It's like, how much can you truly love, and just with an open heart. Mm-hmm. And gosh, that whole concept of just deeply, deeply loving yourself and accepting yourself. I mean, every day, I'm like, yes, more, yes, mm-hmm. more, yes, more. I think yes is such a good word to work on this, to focus on on when you're trying to own your unique value is to say more yes. I f- you talk about expansion and contraction a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yes is such an expansive word when 100%. you have boundaries. No, which can help set boundaries, but no can be much more contractive if it's like, hey, you're good at this. Oh, no, I'm not. Here, actually, I want to have listeners listen to something because I did this, I just finished this like, life-changing program is probably like up there with your experience of just like whoa transformed like what the f just happened like i literally feel like i metamorphosized coming out of this it's called the art of accomplishment is the matter master class and i'll actually be running with uh the founder who created it a connection course which you guys are totally invited to join me with um i'll talk more about that later but during this experience we did partner work 
where we would and we would do a compliment to a partner and they would say no and shut it out. And then we did that for three minutes. You're complimenting your partner for three minutes. And every time they're saying, no, yeah, uh, no, not that, that's not me. Or no, yeah, but I do this so much worse. Just like deflecting it. And then for three minutes, we did complimenting them. And you just take it in and be like, thank you. Yes. So I just want people to listen to this because it was so powerful. So let's just do like a few compliments with one another. I'll compliment you a few things. And I want you to say no. And then I'll compliment you a few things. And then I want you to say yes. Okay. Okay. I'm game. Let's do this. And the point of this is really when you're deflecting someone's compliment, you're kind of being a dick. Like it doesn't feel good. <laughs> no, like you're thinking you're being so like, like the negative thing of humble, right? Like mm-hmm. humble, there's like the positive humble that we talk about. Like the negative humble is more like, oh no, no, not me. It's like, like the giver is just like, uh, I like just baked you cookies and gave these to you. And like, you just like swatted them away, you know? So it started to think about that when you're receiving appreciation, like it's, it's beautiful to take it in because this was a gift that someone was giving you. And when you knock it down, you're almost like knocking down their projection because they're projecting onto you what they, what they find in themselves. So you're going to knock in everybody down. Okay, so let's try it. Colette, I cannot help but laugh when I'm around you because you just say the funniest things that just go like straight to the heart of the matter around something or just the words that you use and the way you piece them together it's just like genius to me and every time i'm in connection with you i'm laughing like you bring so much laughter into my life well that's ridiculous there's so many more funny people around okay by the way that was the best compliment ever i loved it and the whole time i was like thank you That was really hard. I want to just, I want to be like, yes. Bring it on. I know. Thank you. I love genius. I'm like, damn, I am a genius. Sorry. (laughs) Colette, I love the way that you will get off of one of our calls and just take action. And the fact that you're just getting started and growing a business and you're like light years ahead of me in delegation and just like already delegating things which is like a superpower and really one of the best ways of growing a business. And I just see this like boss, babe, business bitch in you. And I love it. Oh my God. That just blew me over, Jessica. Thank you so much. I have never had a belief system that I could be a boss bitch. And the fact that one of my favorite boss bitches, AKA Blessica, just said that she sees that in me just knocked my teeth out. Like that is the coolest thing ever. I'm totally going to put that into my belief system. Wait. No, okay, but we're still in the nose. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's gray area. I thought, that was really... said, I thought that you said that we were going to the yeses now. Oh my God. I can't be mean about that one. That was like the best thing ever. We don't have all to right, do it okay, all wait. again, but just say no. Just say no, I'm not. No, I'm not. You stinker. <laughs> that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. How dare Ow! you? Like little, little me is just like, oh, I just gave her this thing that I wanted her gift because I. this is what I... And then it gets knocked down. So. Oh, my God. My heart is like so big right now. And I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be the Grinch. And I'm like over here going, Jessica thinks I'm awesome. <laughs> OK, now let me do So we, we did we did the no knocking down. Then we did the gray area because I think there's some miscommunication between us. Okay, and sorry. then it's OK. This happens. And then we're doing this live on air. Then the next one is going to be you saying yes. And just oh, be like, okay. 
thank you. Like, okay. receive it, like okay. fully. None of this, because you're that other one, to be honest, as, as your confidence coach here. Um, the other one, you like received it, but you kind of said, I never would have believed that. Like, oh, like, I forget the wording you said, but it was a little bit. So it's actually cool that that happened that way because it kind of showed the like murky, like boundaries between yes, like no and, and what I I yes. literally have never, ever considered myself a boss bitch and you called me a boss bitch and my everything in my brain lit up like, what are you talking about? That is ridiculous. Like I am not, there's nothing about me that is a boss bitch. And then I was like, wait a second, Jessica, like the ultimate boss bitch is saying that I'm a boss bitch. And then I got so overexcited. You should see my little tail wagon. I was like, out of control. I was like a bulldog, you know, like the bulldog tail wag where like the whole body goes. That was me. No, you got your double Capricorn. You get off like the calls and you already have like, you already have like people editing your podcast and like people doing this and that. I'm like, whoa, you just delegated, delegate to elevate. All right. Yeah. You and your cute little things. That's another one. Delegate. delegate. You have just this beautiful heart and you just remind me of this like Care Bear that just has this like, you know, remember like the Care Bear cartoons when they would just like, bah, they just like would shower out there. I feel like yours is like the loved one and you just like have this like heart that just shoots out. And I, even if you are having a hard time or like a hard moment, I still feel this love, even if it's a desire to be loved. And it's just, it's there. Like there's so much love within you that you radiate out and that you also just like soak in. And I just love your transmission of love. That was so sweet. That made me so happy. Thank you. I feel like it's, I feel like it's squishy. I feel like it's squishy Care Bear right now and I need to hug my Blessica. <laughs> you're such a Care Bear. Oh, and that's like you're the compassion care bear. Like compassion mm-hmm. really is a way of showing care for oneself, for self-compassion, right? And compassion to others. But I think that's a good way of just understanding like when to, when we receive appreciation, that it's a gift. And also to when we deflect it, when we have these defenses up against it, it actually really limits the experience of the other person so if you're thinking you're being humble and you're like oh yeah like do you sense what I mean with that no I think that what you're saying is the most beautiful thing and I think that if everyone can really take that note and understand that it is a gift and to own it right not to flex it I mean I, I I it's not a way that I've ever been presented with that concept and it is so beautiful and I think very important. And I think if we can use that, it, you know, again, makes taking ownership of these beautiful aspects of ourselves easier. You just gave permission, right? You gave permission to the people listening to take ownership when somebody offers something. So instead of them downplaying it because they feel like they need to, for whatever crazy reason gets into our heads, you're now giving everyone permission to say, thank you. That's beautiful. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I love that. That's thank you. So our like summary here is it's selfish to not share your gifts. Yes. It's selfish to swat down a compliment or appreciation or it's hurtful or what should we, what's the word there? It's you selfish? know, I was just going to say, let's not say selfish because that is a word that like when you have shame mm. or, or maybe it's just a triggering word for me, let's say it is in our best interest to recognize this gift and to accept it or not selfish. Um, Is this for the receiving compliments or selfish yes. to not share your gifts? Just in oh, general, the selfish not sharing. I don't gifts? know. I'm just trying to think of a different word for it. Wait, let's get a thesaurus for selfish. Oh my God, I love thesaurus. I, okay. 
It's like my favorite thing in the world. Um, because we don't ever, you know, because that I don't know why that's that word is triggering me. Probably because my you're my right about told, the shame. It would, but in your best interest, I see where you're going with that. But sometimes we go against our best interests, like yes. AKA self sabotage. So I think sometimes we're like, yeah, but do I really always go with my best interest? Not really. So we're gonna um, we're gonna end this show with this. How we're yeah, we're gonna end it with this beautiful summary here with our it's thesaurus. Lacking consideration. So <laughs> you are lacking consideration. Right. You're dick. <laughs> <laughs> Egotistical, narcissistic, um, greedy, self-centered. If you're if you're doing these things, if you're not accepting them, we're not sharing them. Um, don't be a pie hole. Don't be a dickwad. That's my favorite <laughs> word. <laughs> when you don't All right, your- Jessica and I can't come up with a more beautiful, powdery, flowery word for selfish. So we're just going to go with it. But what the point is, Jessica, go ahead, is that we? it's important that we share our gifts. It's important that we accept any type. Yes, appreciation. Yes. You, you Compliments. Summarize. Yes, you summarize. No, you summarize. No, you summarize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to summarize <laughs> unless you I summarize. Almost, I almost beat myself. Is this our first fight? <laughs> I, I love how stubborn you are. No, you do it. <laughs> uh, well, I hope I bet the listeners are like, I'll do it. They're like, are you two related? What is your problem? <laughs> They're like, I'll summarize for you two. No, if they um, do summarize, that's good. That means they Yeah, wait, stop. Summarize. Press pause. Summarize. Well, summarize, then press pause. Or you know what I mean? Because if they press pause, they wouldn't have heard me say summarize. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. What time is it? Did I take that edible and I forgot about it? (laughs) Okay. Summarize. Press pause. You guys know what we're talking about. Don't be be a dickwad. No. But accept the gifts. Allow yourself to be appreciated by others and share your gifts with the world because they really have value and we need them. We really do. Because we're just a big ball of energy and we need all of the energy we can get to to amplify it. Here's an idea. My mom fell in love and within a week got proposed to. And the person that she's with is so generous. Like he's the most generous human being ever. So Jessica and I are going to encourage you to be generous with your gifts. Be generous with those gifts and share them with the world. Be generous with your love and acceptance when somebody offers you appreciation. Generous is a really beautiful way to share your gifts. So, thank you. You, I loved how we had to sit through that tensional moment of not knowing we to get there. <laughs> that was we had our first fight. That was beautiful. It's generous. I love it. That was exactly what we we right. needed. That's yeah. it. And just by the way, cutest story ever. Like. Just fell in love. Her mom just fell in love. How old is she and got proposed to? She's 83. He's 86. They went on a date on Monday and he proposed on Friday. And they're still totally in love. And they've actually hit some like they hit a big speed bump, like a big life thing came up in front of them. And they are just even more loving and supportive of each other. It's the funnest thing to watch your 83 year old mom fall in love and flirt and you know this guy and when we were in the Netherlands we sat around one time at dinner talking about what we wanted out of a partner and I said I wanted generosity and I didn't mean money although you can love a rich man you can love a poor man but it's a hell of a lot more fun to love a rich man but (laughs) I said that I wanted to love I wanted to find somebody that was generous generous with their time generous with their affection generous with their attention and honestly thinking about that, that is a beautiful thing. The more generous you are with these gifts, right? The more you're going to get back. And Mm. then it's abundance for everybody. 
Oh, I love abundance. Me too. I'm glad I threw that in there. I don't know where that came from. I know. Thank you. That was so cool. And I don't know why I feel compelled to share this, but they were friends before, just in case people are like, one week, like they're never going to last. You know, they knew each other before. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Jessica. Jessica tells the romantic story better. They knew each other since St. Patrick's Day. Their middle school friends were twittering and tittering um, <laughs> in their 80s, trying to get them together. They forced them. They all went out to dinner for a hamburger on that Monday night, and they sat next to each other and flirted, and then they kissed, and then he literally proposed to my mother in front of everyone like five days later. And they're still getting, they haven't gotten married yet, but they're still getting married and they're adorable and they're so cute. And, you know, a part of what we talked about about the show is that, that I said on the first episode is that, you know, I'm 49 years old and I'm starting something I'm passionate about in my life. And I encouraged everyone that listens to, it doesn't matter how old you are, like you just go for life, right? Go for life. And here is my mother, 83 years old, falling in love with her 86 year old boyfriend. And they like go for walks in the morning with their Burger King. And like, they're, they're just <laughs> adorable. Like they're so adorable. So listen, the world is open to us. The world is open to us in abundance. And especially if we lead with generosity of heart and generosity <laughs> of our gifts. And generosity of, you know, whatever strengths we can to bring light and love and value to other people, which is the whole point. The whole so. point. You can't die with them in you. Well, apparently we're not dying for 25,000 years, so we better figure out what the <laughs> hell we're going to do with our time. <laughs> we're going to be vampire. We're going to be going back in time and sucking the bloods of the Cro-Magnums. <laughs> oh, my God. That was fun. <laughs> Colette, you're always a joy to connect with. Thank you for really putting that button on this with the generosity. That's exactly what we needed to hear to bring this message home. And do you have anything you want to say to the listeners before we sign off? Just that we see you and we deeply appreciate you. And Jessica and I's heart wish but nothing but good things for you and all the best for you. And that's why we're here having these conversations, trying to inspire you to open up and let that light and love in. I think it was cool that you said our heart. Oh, <laughs> like are we, we one heart? <laughs> Did I say that? But that's that's it. We're all just, yeah, one love. Well, isn't that the point when you meditate? We're supposed to connect, right? The whole point is we're one energy. Yes? Yeah, it is one. I, there's, there's, there, I'm definitely into this idea that there is a oneness. And when we're right. in separate, we're ego, we're separate, we're away from mm -hmm. the, the oneness. Well, lots of love. All right. See you next week. Until then, you know, take out the garbage, do your laundry, but see all the beauty while you're doing it. <laughs> don't be a dickwad. Be generous. Don't, don't be a twat waffle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having the discipline to listen in. If you love this episode and know of someone else who is following their bliss, please share this show with them. It would mean the world to me if we can get this cause and message out to as many people as possible. So if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this show with your friends. And I will be forever grateful for your support. And until the next episode, this is Jessica Flint encouraging you to follow your bliss and to unapologetically be bold, be brave and be you.